I don't watch them. I don't care for them unless they make some moves, which I don't know if that's going to happen. If it's the same teams last year, I'm not going to watch. With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Corey. Bailey's out this week, but I got Akil and Carissa here. I'll start with Carissa. How's it going? It's going pretty well for a Tuesday. Right? That's all. Akil, what's up? <clears throat> a lot of things are up. Um, I've been crying tears of joy after seeing nine win a Super Bowl. All right. I was like, I didn't know where that was going, even though I, I have I put up a lot of talk about nine, aka Matthew Stafford, about him not being good enough, about him not being the guy, about him being part of the problem, Dang. about him pats, statting pats. I've heard so much of it. And I said all he needs to do is get on a good team and look at him now. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he slayed Tom Brady to get there. Uh, so my propaganda for Matt Stafford's going up through the windows. That's just weird not being the hater this time, right? I, I couldn't be better. I could not be better. I think this is the closest any Detroit Lions fans going to get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, hopefully we get there. Uh, but shouts to nine. We miss you. Well, that was... About what I expected. Good for you. I'm happy for you. It was fun. As somebody who is a Pistons fan, I have a lot of Lions fans in my life. So it was kind of cool to see all of them living vicariously through another team. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But this week, we're just we're going to be kind of free agency isn't fully done, but it's mostly done. Like I, I think all but a few people are, are signed at this point. So we decided to do free agency grades. So uh, I'm going to kind of go through alphabetically and uh, – I'll give my grade and then I'll kind of alternate between which one of you starts on each team. And uh, if you want to explain your grade, cool. If not, cool. And uh, we'll go from there. I think, I think like a report card where you have to give a reasoning for said grade. I think you have to give a nice short little soliloquy. Sounds good to me. We'll get started with the Atlanta dream. Uh, I gave them a C. I, I think that, they came in with some sort of expectation. Like, and I don't even know if the expectations were fair. I think that's just kind of what people placed on them because they had all this cap space and, and new ownership group. Did they necessarily move up? No, obviously not. But like, I don't hate anything that they did necessarily. I think that what I keep saying a lot, whenever it comes to the teams that are on the outside of the playoffs looking in is that I just want to see you pick a direction. 
And for better or worse, they picked a direction. They realized that they're not going to build around Kennedy Carter. Uh, they moved on from her in a trade with Los Angeles. So um, whether or not you agree with the direction, I think it's, it's I think it's important that they've kind of established a packing order. And a lot of the deals that they've signed are one-year deals. So uh, any sort of flexibility they had coming in, they will still have going into next season. So I, it, like a lot of what we'll talk about whenever we get to the, the Liberty and stuff later about their pre-agency and stuff like that, I think a lot of that really applies to uh, the dream as well to a lesser extent. So I will give them a C. Akil, I'll start with you on this, on the Atlanta dream. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a C as well. Uh, very much. They did nothing that was super fantastic. They did nothing that was very awful. Uh, very middle of the pack for them. So yeah, I'll, I'll give them a C. Carissa, how about you? Yeah, three C's. Um, It's kind of like what you said as far as, like, they did pick a direction. I don't think it's up to any of us to necessarily, like, agree with it. Um, At the end of the day, they still have to play. Hopefully they'll be better than last year. And I don't know. Like, Atlanta is a city that you want a WNBA team in. I just hope, like, they they get it together because they have the support of the city. They can get even more, like, who doesn't want to be in Atlanta? So it's like, just do something with it. Yeah, I think that, and, and, and like I said, I think we kind of, and it was a lot of me. I know that I was one of the biggest, I was probably the biggest on this podcast that I thought that they were going to like home run swing this off season. I thought that, like, because like what you said, Chris, like this is, this is a, a city that like you want to have that franchise in. And I think it's okay that they didn't necessarily do it immediately. If there's like some sort of planning here, I'm, fine with them taking it slow rather than just saying we have all the cap space even if somebody picks somebody else we'll give two other people max contracts because right. that would have been bad too right we'd rather them actually yes. do things intelligently so I'm, until this is the kind of plan that we actually have to see play out before we fully grade it but uh yeah it's a good start yeah i'm i'm glad that atlanta didn't do the we have a ton of money so we're gonna give people a ton of money that aren't worth said money uh, so I'm very, very glad that they did not do that. Yeah, because if they yeah. did, that grade might be an F. Well, yeah, because that's the way you get yourself in trouble as a franchise. And they they didn't. They, what, did they did they turn themselves into a contender overnight? No, but they also did not spoil their future either. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, next team is Chicago, and it, it's fitting that we'll go to Carissa first <laughs> on them after I'm done. But I I think it's an A. Like I don't I don't know how else you can really look at it after we we got the news earlier or late last week that. Vander Sloot's coming back, so you got Sloot, you got Emma Mieseman, uh Kalia Copper got the bag. It's just I I, I like the Julie Alamon trade. If you're like turning Diamond to Shields into something flexible in the future, like I just think they really kind of they had very little room to work with other than bringing back their players, and they found a way to really improve across the margins. I, I love the Crystal Bradford shout. I love giving Kaiser a chance. Like it's just little things like that that it's just they took a lot of interesting chances while I also think fully establishing themselves as the title favorite this year. But Krista, do you disagree on that grade? Oh no, not at all. It's definitely an A and it's kind of like what you said, as far as like they brought back the main players, but to, to add to that is, is what I really give an A to Um, because to add to that championship team is like the sky is the limit. Literally. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes for the word pun. 
somewhere <laughs> Bailey is smiling. He does love puns. Um, you know, like a, a very favorite Chicago artist of Bailey and I, uh, one Mr. Chief Keith, made a song called Finito. Uh, and that's how I feel about the rest of the league this year, barring any injuries. Uh, knock on wood. This, that was me physically knocking. Uh, whole league's done for. League stinks. Uh, throw parody out the window. Uh, like, this is, I think we are a pro Steph Dolson podcast. I really like to hope and say that. Mm-hmm. And I was very upset Chicago lost one Steph Dolson. I just was. But it's just like, all right, we lost her. Let's bring back Emma Mieseman back. And it's just like, huh? What? Like, with all due respect to Steph Dolson, that's that's a 2019 MVP in a finals that you're adding back to another MVP and then another MVP. And it's just, like, crazy. And basically, we were all like, look, all they need to do is bring back Salute, and they're rolling. Like, but they brought that back, and then they brought back Ali as well. And Ka got the long-term deal, which we were all fans of, because it shows yeah. a commitment to her and her growth as a player. Um, and they they kind of doubled down on culture, right? They got two different players who were in pretty bad situations of where they were playing before, one being Kaiser in Indiana, the other one being CB in Atlanta. Um, you have a team with an actual culture there and pieces, and you get to see young players kind of develop into that. Which I think is huge because it shows like, hey, we have something winning and we think these players could add some really, really good stuff to that, which I'm a big fan of as well. So like this is an A++++ Sigma Cum Laude, whatever, um, graduated with valedictorians of honors of a summer for them. Wow. Yeah, like I can't argue with that. Uh, just one point on them. The, the, I'm going to be kind of touching on like if there was any newsy items since the last time we recorded, I'll be kind of sprinkling them in as we get from team to team. Uh, it was noted today that uh, a studio fall will not be playing in the W this season. So I know that that was one of the last remaining like Chicago people that had not been accounted for. Um, she will be sitting out the season for rest. So shouts uh, to her. The, the whole ball as well. But yeah, uh, on to my team, the Connecticut Sun. We'll see if you guys disagree with me because I, I'm, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Yeah, I, I kind of want you to start on this one too. Yeah, I gave it a B solely because like, so I really like giving Taj Cole a chance. I think that's really cool. I think that's a fun way to use AU to kind of boost, like boosting AU's profile by, by one of their like players immediately getting a contract from there. I think it's hard to argue with giving a max contract extension to the reigning league MVP. You know what I mean? So that's always going to get you higher in my book. And while I have made my feelings on the Courtney Williams signing pretty apparent, I'm still surprised that like, if if you just tell me in a vacuum, they got an all-star scorer to kind of boost their scoring output, which is something they lacked as a team before on like on the, on, I don't want to say on the cheap, but on like, I didn't think they'd be able to afford somebody of that caliber so being able to bring Courtney Williams in, whether or not I'm a fan of her game, I, I think that's a good move. I'm still interested to see where this team goes. I don't necessarily know that um, they compete better with the rest of the league. I do think losing Brian January hurts on the defensive end. So I gave it a B. Uh, I'll start with you, Akil. What do you think? Yeah, I think a B is fair. Uh, I remember we were talking about things that Connecticut needed. Uh, me and Bailey both talked about perimeter shot creation. 
And if there's one thing Courtney Williams is, it's that. Like, she can go get buckets with the best of them. She was an all-star last year. She was scoring the ball really, really well. But once again, I feel like it's going to be a weird situation kind of to figure out, especially with Alyssa Thomas. Maybe it is better, like, because I do get a full summer to kind of rework that instead of reworking it on the fly, like, during the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Connecticut was really, really, really good this year, right? Like, I would not be shocked that they were a top two seed. Uh, But it's just I'm more of a, like, I have to see it to believe it with Connecticut now because they've just been there for so long. It's just like, all right, you guys just have to do it. Yeah, I agree. Carissa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to be as well with the Courtney Williams move. It's just, I, I guess I agree with the kill as far as, like, at this point, what are you going to do? Like you have some of the best players in the W on one team already for years. Not like everyone else, like just now getting like these stars, but you've had them and you've done nothing but not show up. (laughs) So it's just, it is what it is at this point. You're either going to win or not. Yep. Yep. That, yep. That's, that's my fear as a fan this year is that it's going to be or not, but, uh, into, into a little bit more fun side of things. I have to start with Chris on this because I know as soon as we get to a heel, it'll go off the rails. <laughs> Dallas Wings. Chris, what, I, I, I'm not even explaining why I, I give the Dallas Wings. I would have given them an incomplete because they made literally only one move and they have not. They still have not signed a player from outside of the organization. But my thoughts on the Enrique contract extension are, are that it was a failure, so I will give them an F. But Chris, you can tell me if I'm being too harsh. Uh, you're not, but I would give them a D. Okay. <laughs> um, just because like, I don't, I don't even know what to say about the wings. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not even going to try like to make anything up. I just don't, I don't watch them. I don't care for them unless they make some moves, which I don't know if that's going to happen. If it's the same teams last year, I'm not going to watch. Right. I feel like they have to make, I, I think that we're going to end up seeing, I know this isn't like the NBA where we see a huge amount of trades at the draft, but I could see something like that happening. One, because they have so many picks that they have to like. Can they not even them. take all of their draft picks? Oh, they can select them. They just can't roster them, which is why I assume yeah, there'll be they, some sort of trades around the draft. Yeah, they have to, they have to do something. I don't believe they can currently roster any of their picks and they That's have crazy. two first round picks. So it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, they they have a lot of people on their roster. That is for sure. Um, so they need to trade or cut or just straight up cut people and release. Well, they're them. not going to. The issue is they're not going to just eat the money. So I think that you could see them kind of like if if anyone has open roster spots slash cap space, attaching either like a second this year or a first this year or a future pick to try to spin somebody into somebody else's cap space. Look, I th- I think Ty Harris is very very good. Uh, and I feel like she just doesn't get the leash that she deserves. Yeah. Like that leash is very, very, very short. And I do Anyone think, is. yeah. And I do think there is a world where like Ty is a very, very good point guard to play next to Arike. Like we've talked about that for a very, very long time on this podcast. Like, 
I think Ty can be a facilitator. Like she just has to get the ball to people in spots and do that kind of thing. Like I think Ty would be great at that, but apparently noted very good basketball coach Vicky Johnson says, no, nah, let's not do that. And it's just the Vic it's just the Arike contract is something like that is a crazy deal because they don't have a lot of money. They just don't have a ton of it. And it's just like, all right, let's eat up the little amount of cash space that we have moving forward with $250,000 of that going to Arike. Makes kind of like zero sense to me. And we are once again a pro Satu podcast as well, along with Steph Dolson. We are a pro Satu gang. Uh, so free Satu till it's backwards, get her somewhere else. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. So I'll probably give it like a D. If I could give it an F, I would. That, that feels too mean. Uh, so I'll give it a D. I really did not. I mean, I know I'm mean to them, but I did not see it coming that I was going to be the mean one on this pod. Well, now we open up the door for Akil like, to be mean again. It's an unfortunate back-to-back if we're trying to, you know, keep this podcast in a positive place. The Indiana the Indiana Fever. You know what I will say? Um, I'll give it a B. You'll give it a B? For the simple... They made thing, the move. For, for the simple things of them either firing Tamika Catchings or the uh, I can't fire you, I quit situation from Tamika Catchings. Like, either one of those. I don't know which one it is. Um, Meek stepped down. Uh, I don't know if this was a forceful step down or a I'm just not that good at this job. And I, I said this weeks ago, people were giving me a lot of slack on this very here podcast. But I just need to keep taking victory laps because I was absolutely right. She was not cut for this job, and there is a step down. So at least they figured that problem out. Hopefully, they get actually like a real sense of direction. Uh, but I'm proud of them for taking the bandaid off. And Corey, if you want to say I'm right, you can just say I'm right right now. Sure, whatever, man. I don't know if you're right or if. Like I, like I said at the time, I don't think she was necessarily great. I also would love to see whoever is in charge next replace Marianne Stanley. So, because I, I do think I do think it's a combination of the two things. But like, I mean, you swung and missed on, on on consecutive top four picks, and with five picks in the next two first rounds combined, you I understand wanting to get somebody new in there. Uh, I'd be afraid that this ends up being like an Atlanta dream situation where you don't have a general manager for the entire season. Whenever I think that this draft is extremely important for the future of your franchise. So um, I gave them a D and I, I guess I can amend that for removing Tamika, but everything else is kind of, it doesn't really move the needle for me, which is fine. Like I like the trade fine, but I'm not, I can't grade the trade until we actually see what they do with the picks. But Carissa, what would you give them? So I'm going to go in the middle. I'll do a C. Um, I do commend Tamika Catchings. If she wasn't fired, if she did make the decision on her own um, to leave. And, I yeah, I just give a C because at this point it's kind of like, what are you going to do with all of these picks? Like, where where are you going? Where's the direction? So until I see it, then it's a C. But the next team's Las Vegas Aces. I think it's an A, much in like what I said about Connecticut. If you're going to tell me you're signing 
a, a league MVP to a, a contract extension to stay with your team. I'm, I'm very hard pressed to be like, oh, you failed. I, this is Asia's team in full now. I'm moving on from Liz Cambage and Angel McCartry. While I actually like both of those players individually, it, those were always like the second bananas to Asia. And they kind of took a little bit of her, I don't want to say shine, but from the people that aren't paying full attention, like sometimes you're like, oh, it's both their teams. No, this is Asia's team. Uh, if you lump in the coaching hire into free agency, we've, we've talked a lot and we will continue to talk a lot about how we feel about the Becky Hammond hire. Bringing back Bebe, I, I, I think that I would have liked to see them maybe like fill out the roster a little bit better, but I still really like this team. I think this team fits very well and they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Carissa, what were your, what was your thoughts on the Las Vegas Aces? Oh, hundred percent. A like, they got it right with the hire. They got it right with the extension um, of Asia Wilson. So it's like they can only go, they you know, up. And they were already an exciting team, already at the top of the league. So I'm super excited about you know what they do with Becky in charge. Akil, are you are you an A as well? Or are you gonna you can diverge a little bit? No, why would they not get anything but an A? Like I love yeah. the I love the Becky hire. Um, they got Raquana back, which is huge. Uh, we were talking about AU players like today just got Kalani Brown on a training camp invite, which is super cool to see that AU league actually paying off Uh, because we were, we talked about it quite a bit. I feel like on this podcast about how Kalani Brown deserves a shot again at another roster. And so exactly. It's paying off. We love it. Who's the other centers on their roster this year? It's just my big question of life right now. Is Kia it Stokes again? That's it? Just Kia? I don't Isn't know. Is Park? Is Park still there? Oh, G Sue Park, yeah. G. I don't think she is. She's not on the roster as of right now. I'm looking at the official Vegas Aces roster. They have Kalani Brown on the roster. But they do not have... So it's pretty up to date. <laughs> yeah, they literally just added it in today. So Jisoo Parks isn't on their roster, hmm. which is She's interesting. Been overseas, so I'd like to see. Her. I, I hope she. Not that she plays a lot with the with the Aces, but yeah. My my question is, who's what's their front court depth looking like? Well, you've been wanting Asia at the five. It seems yeah, like you might yeah, get Asia like, for 40 minutes a game. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants Asia at the five for no. a full four quarters, right? So, like, no. are you throwing Kia Stokes into the fire? And, like, Kia, you're – I mean, well, clearly she has to start. She started some last year, if you remember. Yeah, yeah but, like, she, she's, she's going to be a full-time starter now. Like, yeah. that is her position. Which, like, so if you play her at the five for about, we'll say, like, 10 minutes a game and then also play Asia or like maybe it's 15 and 25 at the, at the, at the five for Asia. And then like, I don't hate it. Like, I think you're. Yeah. I just think you need more depth. Like I, you do. Cause there's going to, we're going to talk about a different team um, down the line, but they have a three headed monster slash you could either say monster or log jam. Um, each one applies. Uh, but yeah, another team has that, right? So it's like, we will see. Hopefully they sign another big because it looks like they just absolutely need one. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this for one Kelsey Plum. I think she's going to shine next year. 
like this year she was great i think she hits a new level with a different coach i think that this also means i they're gonna be way more of a windshield wiper basketball team like i think the possessions are gonna go up a ton for vegas as well uh so i'm excited to see the play style now so yeah hey of course so to answer your question, Jisoo Park is currently a reserve contract, so they don't. She's not hitting the books yet, so she's not officially resigned. But they have the exclusive right to negotiate with her when they choose to. Okay. So they could be holding that right until into the season. They also have around two hundred and seventy thousand in cap room. So uh, obviously that does not mean that that has to go to any one player. It can go into like figuring things out. Like a lot of what you see saw Minnesota do the cap gymnastics last year, or if you know. Remember who I said a couple minutes ago, if, if Vegas or if uh, Dallas has to make some sort of trade, maybe if they decide that the top two picks from last year do not need to be on the same roster, maybe they could absorb one of those two bigs. Like just things like that that I could see them playing around with and kind of seeing where things go. I'm not hmm. I don't I don't know what to expect, but I could see them making some sort of move down the line to add some, it's, some it's, Yeah, it's crazy we talked about Dallas for like five minutes and forget to bring out Charlie. Um so did that. Hey, that that proves our point. Yeah, I mean, Awaka has actually been playing very well overseas, and I think you're going to see her. I mean, you saw her starting to break into the lineup a little bit more at the end of last season. I think that of the two, they're going. It looks like they're going to prioritize her just because she's been growing faster. And for whatever reason, they don't believe in Charlie. I don't. I, don't, I mean, think what you will about Charlie Collier, but if you invest in her one overall pick in her, maybe see what you have. But we could talk about Dallas forever. Let's talk about Bailey's team, the Los Angeles Sparks. I know he is not particularly thrilled, but I actually think this free agency period gets a B for the Sparks. I think that say what you will about Jordan Cannon. I think that as he said a lot, her, her fit on the roster is a little bit duplicitous, but I like having a little bit of depth there. I really like the Katie Lou fit there. I, I think that she is going to actually play very well there. I don't know how Liz is going to fit on this roster. It's going to be weird. But for a team that lacked scoring, I think that she can add that if she like fully buys into the system. So, and I'm, I'm a fan of Kennedy Carter's game. Again, I don't know how it's going to fit, but, and I don't know that Derek Fisher would necessarily be the coach that I would want to try to fit all the pieces together, but he's the coach we have. So I like each of the moves, I think, individually. I'm not sure how they're all going to pan out. So. We'll see, but I, I would give it a B. Akil, how would how would you grade out the Los Angeles Sparks? I say B plus. Like I, re- I really, really, really like their summer. Like losing Nia Coffee hurts for sure, but it's Los Angeles, right? As Ooh. as you as you like to say, uh, one Mister Corey. Um, they should be a good team, like. They're going to be a team, I think, that not really surprises a lot of people. They were, like, firmly – they weren't really firmly out of the playoffs. Like, they were in the playoff hunt pretty much all last year. I think that they're firmly, like, a lock this year for the playoffs. So I think think so, too. They will be a playoff basketball team. Maybe uh, Shanae is healthy, and she can add a little bit more to the front court this year as well. Um, NECA will be back. It's exciting. Like, it's a fun little team. Um, Kennedy, let's see. Big Kennedy fans over here as well. Uh, so let's see what the, happens with that. But, yeah, it's exciting stuff. 
Carissa, do you, are we being too optimistic about the LA Sparks? No, I don't think so. I think you said it perfectly as far as like, I like the individual moves. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all fits together, but at the least they will be very exciting. Yeah. yeah. It, it should be, I did not tune into a ton of Sparks games last year just because me and Bailey running the Twitter account, were trying to split up the games and I was always going to defer to him to cover the Sparks because that's his team. So I didn't see enough of them last year, but I know that I'm excited to try to tune into more this year because it, it's going to be a spectacle, if nothing else. Okay, next team, Minnesota. I gave them a B as well. I don't know if that's... Too high. Did you say why? Too high. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll go to you first then, because I, I, I struggle to how to grade them. And I tried to err on a little bit more positive throughout the list. So why do you think that's too high? I mean, it's it's okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I give them a C. Like, it's it's just okay. Like, I'm glad they bought Clarendon back. But other than that, I mean, Nafisa is not coming back for the season. Um, but I am very excited about Sylvia Files her her last go around and. Um, I can't wait for the league to celebrate her, for us to celebrate her, Twitter, everything. So I am excited about that. And I wish Nafisa was playing for her last year. They're they're really close. And you can really see the growth under her. But I don't know. I just hope she has a year that she had last year because she was absolutely amazing. So I hope she goes out like that. I may be betting too hard on Angel coming in and being the Angel we saw in Vegas. Coming, oh, I know that he a lot, but after – two ACL injuries? I know. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm probably being too optimistic. Did she, like, go to Wakanda and get, like, vibrating knees? <laughs> I don't think you are, Corey. Like, Angel, yes, after two, but after the first one, like, she can't, she played amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I like, get that it's another one, but... There's a lot of talent on this team, and I know that we're not grading them as a team, we're grading them as a free agency, but, like, we didn't see nearly enough of... AP last year or mm. Natalie Achanwa last year. So I'm assuming that, or like uh, Renaya Davis will be back. And like, I yes. know those free agency moves, but it's like, it, those, them being on the roster makes me feel more comfortable betting on Angel because it's not like she's going to be tasked to come in and be like the full bore number two option. Like, I think that she can pick her spots to be Angel because of the context of the roster. So I'm a little bit more optimistic, but I, it, it is still a gamble. Kiela, you disagree. So where would you put Minnesota? I don't think you're far off. I'd say a C2. Okay. Like, I think they met my minimum expectations of what they needed to do this summer. Basically re-sign everybody. Uh, re-signing Lay is a really, really big deal. So I'm glad that they got that done because they added a ton uh, to what Minnesota was last year. Uh, so I was super happy about that. But yeah, they didn't move me. Like they didn't go above and beyond Brandon Webb, shape or form, but they did what they needed to do. Uh, I relate it to, you know how when you're getting really close to graduation and like you just need to take that class, just like that one dumb like. Yeah, the elective just to get The out. elective credit just to get out of there. And you don't even really care, and you kind of wing it, and you get like a C, like a 2.2.5. That's exactly what I'd say Minnesota is this summer. Like, didn't care, did what they needed to do to get out of there. 
Um, and that's five. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, New York. I mean, it's mostly just Steph at this point, right? Because a lot of the people that they brought in did not choose to go there. But and they brought back Beck Allen, which I actually think is, is a pretty good signing as well. Again, I gave this a B. I think Steph is everything that this team needed. And I also – I'm giving a nod to the fact that it, we we've, we threw around the term pre-agency a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but I really do think getting those meetings is the precursor to something down the line of them being taken seriously. And I actually love the – I didn't mind Walt, but I think the upgrade to Brondello is – even if Brondello is a middle-of-the-pack coach, I still think that's a pretty decent upgrade. I like what New York did this this offseason. Akil, do you agree? Yeah, I'll give it. And I need to say this and then explain a lot, but I'll give it like an A minus summer. Okay, no, yeah, please. Uh, we agree that Steph signing is huge, adding Sandy is huge as well. I view them as like a tech startup where you can really, really, really see them in a couple years hitting a couple really big swings in free agency. And I'm I'm going to call my shot right now. I think both Jewel Lloyd and Stewie are headed out there. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Like, so I'm taking really, really big meetings and they scared of me more than what I actually initially thought. So just that in and of itself kind of shows like, hey, we're here and like, we're gonna be here for years to come so yeah i'll give it like an a minus summer uh locking in stuff is huge we talk about everything that she is once again pro stuff podcast uh but yeah they made a ton of really really fun meetings as well uh so it's very exciting to see what this team can be plus i think we just get a way better sabrina next year like yeah. last year was basically flat out her rookie year. Like she came into a wobble and then she got injured right away. So like last year is basically her first full year. Uh, so I think that there will definitely be a ton of adjustments on her game as well. Uh, so yeah, New York is a very, very exciting place to be right now in the W. Chris, what was your grade for New York? Um, I give it a B. Um, I think Steph is going to take them to where they they can go like she can only help them um help with what what they want to do create space all of that we talked about she's like one of the best if not the best screeners um I'm just interested to see what Brondella does with this team Mm -hmm. um compared to the Mercury like you said she might be middle of the pack coach just like you have young players maybe that's what she wants um so we'll see how she coaches them, how they get better. Um, and yeah, they, the Liberty is very exciting. So, yeah. All right. Now to Brondello's old team. <laughs> no, I'll stick with it. I, I, I stand by it. I, I give Phoenix an A. I know that I don't think everyone on this pod specifically, Akil, but maybe Chris does not agree either. I, I think that team's going to work. I think that while I agree that, they got worse or not worse, but they did not get better against what I consider the top team in the league in Chicago. I think they actually got better against every other team in the league. So yeah, I'm with that. I, it's, it's tough for me to downgrade them solely because they did not get, like, if you're going to get better against 10 of the 11, that's a, that's a pretty good thing to do. Uh, I, again, I don't think I'm necessarily picking them to win the finals, but I mean, they, they added the leading score in the league and a diamond to shield to them. I'm a really big fan of. So 
I'll go to you second, Akil, because I went to you first last time. But, Carissa, what would your grade be for Phoenix? I want to see how, how different you guys are on them. Oh, no, it's definitely an A. Um, to bring in Tina Charles, like, to that Mercury team. Um, like, I know people have said, like, the super team, even though they still have to, you know, prove themselves, of course. But to bring in Tina Charles is, is crazy. And then, of course, like, with Diamond, we – I feel like the W community as a whole is rooting for Diamond. Like, yeah, we we've seen what she can do in, in high school and college, um, and then in spurts with the with the sky. So she has all the potential in the world. She just, I feel like she has to get out of her own head. But once she becomes the Diamond, everyone knows that they can. I mean, absolutely scary. And I think to me, I mean, and this is no shade at Atlanta, but I kind of like that she's going to a, like another team that is very loaded with talent. So it does not have to all be on her shoulders. Cause I would have loved to see her kind of unleashed in Atlanta, but I think yeah. this is gives her a better chance to succeed. Yeah. Atlanta might've been stressed. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, and for somebody who's like t- gone a little bit slower about coming into their own, that's the last thing that she needs. So I, yeah. I actually, in retrospect, like this a lot of kill, what would you grade Phoenix's off season? Oh, like an A plus. Wow, that's stunning because you hated it whenever it happened. No, 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 no. Well, hold up. <laughs> Relax. Am I still a little skeptical on the fit? Like, yes. Sure. Absolutely. But did they add a whole ton of talent to a team that just went to a WNBA finals? Y- yes. So it's like they added Tina Charles and Diamond, which is crazy. Yeah. And they got Shea Petty back, which is huge as well. Uh, they added, yep, added Farmstrong back as well. Um, <laughs> like they completely retooled. And honestly, I think that they might be second in the league. I think they might. Like if unless Vegas just comes out gun blazing. They have a whole ton of a whole ton of size down there in Phoenix, and I feel like that matchup for Vegas is really bad. Yeah, if like you're Kia Stokes, and then no disrespect to Jisoo Parks, none, none at all. Well, even like it's not disrespect to Asia either, but like that was the thing we said. Like Asia is Asia's a great defender, but expecting her to be able to guard Brittany Griner <laughs> and or Tina Charles the entire night is really tough. It's a long night. <laughs> Also, I yeah. am I remembering this correctly? Did also Asia not have the best series against Phoenix last year too? No, she got. Oh, maybe on no, because if you remember, that was the rare time that Bailey got to celebrate during the playoffs. Was that he called that uh, Bree Turner was going to take her out and like like just defensively make her life very difficult, and that's what happened. Okay, so yeah, she did struggle. Yeah, Bree yeah. Turner's Bree Tur- Bree Turner is like. Yeah, crazy good defender. Like, I thought that she was going to be a DPOY last year. Like, I still remember that podcast where I picked her to be DPOY. So it's like you have that, you have BG, you have Sill. That's a ton of size. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, A-plus summer. For all summer. right, all right. Well, that makes me feel better. Uh, <laughs> the Seattle Storm. They... I, I gave them a C, and maybe I'm being unfair. I, I'm probably being unfair. I, I, and I think it's being colored by the fact that I just don't believe in them as, as a success. So actually, I'll actually change that. Whether or not I think they're going to be successful, I think it has to probably be 
I'll say B plus because they only got Stewie back on a one year deal. I know she said it was because of the, the thing coming up in the CBA, but um, getting her on a one year and then getting Joel Lloyd only locked up for two years makes me a little bit nervous. If I I, I know the kill you said that you think they're going to be bouncing sooner rather than later. So as soon as a storm fan, you have to be a little bit nervous as well. Um, but I mean, getting one last ride with them and Sue Bird for her final season and bringing in January's final season. And as I'm sure you'll celebrate, uh, no more Jordan Canada. I'll go with a B plus. Okay. What was your grade for your Seattle storm? Like a C plus B minus. Okay. Like it's a little bit above of a mid summer. Like they did the things that I needed them to do. Uh, most importantly, get Jordan Canada off my roster. That was uh, the most important thing. Absolutely. Buddy, those minutes were painful. Let me tell you. I'm just saying, you re-signed Joel Lloyd and, and, and Brianna yeah. Stewart in the most yeah, important that, Besides <laughs> those two, most important thing, Jordan Canada getting out of there. Um, no, it's, they did what they had to do. Like, Brianne January is going to be a very, very nice backup to have um, compared to who who's been mentioned before. And then Gabby Williams is going to be fun, right? Like yeah. a young, little, intriguing piece. Um, I'm mad we kind of lost our draft pick for that deal, <laughs> but like I kind of get it. Like, let's take a swing on some talent. Let's see. But yeah, solid B minus. Like, can't really complain about it, but nothing to like celebrate. Well, Chris has a new Storm fan because of Gabby. What would you grade their off season? <laughs> uh, they would get an A for Gabby, but overall a B, just because they, you know. <laughs> They brought back the players and that they needed to bring back, and that's pretty much it. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. It's our last team, the Washington Mystics. I'm not going to rate them higher than – like, if you t- if you put in, like, the fact that they won the draft lottery, I guess you could boost that up. But that's not really a move they made. That's just kind of like they got lucky and moved up. So I, I give them a C, and – um as much as I like Maisha Hines Allen, the fact that she was probably the biggest player that they did a deal with uh, this offseason, that kind of says what you need to know. I, I'll i be the first one to admit that I'm not a huge Elizabeth Williams fan. I think that I'm probably the only person in W Twitter that feels that way because I feel like every, I always see people praising her. She's fine, but, like, your signings were her and uh, Maisha Hines Allen. I, I just – and you lose Tina Charles. So I'm a little bit down on them. Like, I, I think they're going they're, – they're slowly on the path to – like kind of reshaping everything because they have the number one overall pick, but I, I would still stay with the C. Chris, so what would you grade the, the Mystics? Yeah, definitely a C. Like their season season could be exciting as far as like whoever they pick in the draft and then, you know, a healthy Atlanta Deladon. But as far as like the free agency, it's definitely a C. Yeah. Very just kind of like, okay. <laughs> it happened. Akil, do you, are you do you feel differently about their free agency or or what would you grade their free agency? Like a D. Okay, yeah. Okay. See, see if I'm being nice. Like I don't even really have words. Like they just kind of did nothing. Like if we're banking on Ed being fully healthy, like she says she is, going as nice as I guess, like we can put that up maybe to like a C plus. Yeah. But but do like, we believe that? A, yes, but it's like B, what did they really even do this summer? Like, if Heinz Allen is like your... This is the biggest move. Yeah, if that's your biggest move, like, yikes. 
yeah, it's I'm not I'm not overly optimistic about the the season that we're going to see from from the team, but maybe they'll prove us wrong. Do you think maybe the pick gets moved? It could, but I don't know, like for what though? You know what I mean? Like what what would they be playing for at that point? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like I I could see them doing any like that. They're in a weird place because I could see them doing basically anything, but also, what do they really need to do? So. I don't know. It, you know. All of this, as it did last year, kind of comes out of the health of Elena Del Don, and we we won't really know until we see it. So, really? also very very quickly, we talked about this team already. Uh, did we get any confirmation that the Emma Beesman thing actually happened? Not yet. So, it, like that, it's definitely weird. Okay, that's all. No, I'm glad you pointed it out because like everyone's been. A lot of people have been running with it, like it's fact, and I, like it's it's pretty heavily reported, but like it's also not like confirmed. So I don't know what, like no one really knows what's happening, which is weird. But I guess I guess we just have to, you know, be patient, and then we'll see. Well, Liz Cambage, she isn't signed either. That too. I mean, she did that. put like sparks on her Instagram story, but whatever that, whatever that's good for, it, it is there. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that does it. Yeah, so just kind of like giving everyone a, uh, a little bit of a preview of what's to come. This coming, I think it's going to drop on Friday. Uh, I interviewed Lindsay Darkangelo from The Athletic and Just Women's Sports. We talked about uh, what the investment into the W uh, can look like and what it can mean and everything like that. That'll be dropping later in the week. And then all of us will be back next week to talk about uh, any news that would happen, like I said, the debate, Akil actually won a debate last week, so he'll be giving us the debate next week. And uh, Plus we'll we had doing... another, yeah, plus we had another fun little debate too. Yeah, I was going to say oh. next week we're also going to be doing a city and player to build around each of us. That was actually funny enough suggested by Lindsay uh, on Twitter, and that's kind of how we came up with a topic where it was pick a, she said just pick a player that you would build around, and we kind of tweaked that to remove I think we, we we agreed on removing Asia from it because it seemed like yes. that was a consensus by most of W Twitter was it would just be Asia. So we each decided to pick another player and just for the fun of it, a new city as well. So definitely look forward to that next week. Uh, we'll probably be, we'll be back on the normal Tuesday schedule next week. We were just bounced because of Valentine's Day this week. But uh, for Akil and Carissa, this has been another episode of Rebel Edition. Bye.